If you're not a student of investing, then the name Charlie Munger may not ring a bell. The name Warren Buffett almost certainly does. And surprisingly, while Buffett is one of the most famous investors of all time, his partner and right-hand man, Charlie Munger, is largely in his shadows except among a group of real business and finance nerds like me. Munger is the vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway and the partner of Buffett for more than 50 years, half a century. Buffett even credits him with creating the architecture behind Berkshire Hathaway's resounding success. Before Munger came on the scene in the 1970s, Buffett followed investing legend Benjamin Graham's theory of buying fair businesses at wonderful prices. It was Munger who convinced Buffett that it's better to invert that concept and buy wonderful businesses at fair prices, a strategy that fueled one of the greatest investment stories well ever. Buffett and Munger have achieved nearly 20% average returns over their more than 50 years together, double that of the stock market. That level of outperformance over that length of time in a brutal industry where most investors fail to even keep up with the market is astounding. Such dominance, such perfection of one's craft deserves examination and study to see what parallels may exist in our own little bitty corner of the world. And in our case, as home builders, contractors, real estate developers, the parallels are plenty. But beyond the business lessons, Munger is one of the most underrated philosophers of our modern era. His teachings combine reason, wit, psychology, and just some fundamental truths everyone needs to hear. So I'm going to be doing a few episodes on one of my business heroes, the great 99-year-old, believe it or not, Charlie Munger. We'll call it an expose of sorts to sift out the gold we can find for our own careers. I'm breaking these episodes down into quick lessons, so let's start rifling through them. This episode is brought to you by our brand partners, Quaker Windows, a new company that we have integrated into our portfolio of construction. We are absolutely thrilled with the quality of this company's windows. We buy ours through local vendor here in Austin called Grand Openings. They've got locations in different areas. Mark Carter, who's the head of Grand Openings here in Austin, has assembled an incredible operation, a great team. We love working with them. We love buying these Quaker windows. They've got a really high quality suite. This episode is also brought to you by Sub-Zero Wolf. We have been installing these appliances in our home almost exclusively for years now. And well enough said, they've got enough recognition in the industry. You know, these are top of the line appliances and our customers absolutely love them. It's a huge brand enhancer for us. So thank you to our brand partners on to the episode. Lesson number one from Charlie Munger, inversion thinking. Charlie is famous for saying, all I want to know is where I'm going to die, so I'll never go there. Now, I haven't found the full context around this quote, but I imagine this was Charlie's retort to someone asking him, do you want to know when you're going to die? 
You see, Charlie is a master at inverting concepts to approach them from a different angle that yields a more valuable answer. It's one thing that makes him a great investor. This is an example. And even though, obviously, it's a lighthearted one, think about what Charlie achieves with his response. If you know when you're going to die, well, that answer actually still yields no actionable result. But if you invert your thinking like Charlie and ask where you're going to die, that actually is actionable information because you can just do your best to avoid that location at all costs. So it's a really interesting way of thinking, even though this is obviously a joke. Another example of this inversion thinking, Munger applied this to change Buffett's view from buying in the beginning, fair businesses at great prices to buying great businesses at fair prices, as I mentioned earlier. And this undergirds the modern architecture of Berkshire Hathaway's phenomenal performance. Tim Ferriss likes to ask the question, what would this look like if it were easy? That's one way to get your mind on track for inversion thinking. It's Either Tim Ferriss or another famous person, maybe Peter Thiel, who asks another question that is an interesting thought experiment. What would need to happen to accomplish your 10-year goal in six months? Again, it's designed to knock you off your current line of thinking in case another line would be more fruitful. My company, Gossett & Company, which is a luxury builder in Austin, was able to do something similar a few years ago when home prices were through the roof. Buyers had price fatigue, and we wanted to help our clients get more value for their dollar to make our offerings more attractive. So we changed up the order of operations with our pre-sales. To oversimplify my explanation of the program we created, we basically allowed our clients buying via pre-sale if they did it early enough to take our capital out of the deal versus waiting, uh, as you traditionally do, to close on the property at the end. And we transferred, in some cases, half a million dollars of savings to these clients that represented the savings off our cost of capital. And we could then redeploy that capital into new projects. So it was a win-win. Um, but it involved coming at a common problem from a different angle. Lesson number two, incentives. Charlie has a few famous quotes on this topic. He said, show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome. Another of his quotes, which says something similar is, the iron rule of nature is that you get what you reward for. If you want ants to come, you put sugar on the floor. And the last of his quotes on this topic I'll share is, I think I've been in the top 5% of my age cohort all my life in understanding the power of incentives. And all my life I've underestimated it. And never a year passes, but I get some surprise that pushes my limit a little farther. Now this affects literally every relationship you have, incentives. At a very basic level, if people around you are afraid of you, Afraid they'll get in trouble if they speak the truth or offer candid feedback? Well, guess what? You ain't going to hear the truth. If you reward your team for certain behaviors, that's where you will get the results. So in pretty much any area of your business where you aren't seeing the results you'd like, 
maybe it's worth exploring if incentives are misaligned. Lesson number three, rules for your career. This is a short one, but it's sweet and I love it. Charlie says there are three rules for your career. One, don't sell anything you wouldn't buy yourself. Two, don't work for anyone you don't respect. And three, work only with people you enjoy. Don't sell anything you wouldn't buy yourself. Don't work for anyone you don't respect. And work only with people you enjoy. I don't think I've got anything I can add to that. It's short and sweet. Let's move on. Lesson number four. Circle of competence. Munger has another quote that says, Knowing what you don't know is more important than being brilliant. Now that pairs really nicely with something else he says, which is, it's the strongest swimmers who drowned. I think entrepreneurs and business owners as a whole struggle with this. Our type A minds have a hard time staying put in that circle where we're actually competent. When there are all these green pastures everywhere, we look and it feels like they're just waiting to be explored. Some of the biggest mistakes of my career have been leaping outside the bounds of the circle of competence, looking to solve a problem that in reality I could have easily solved another way and in a simpler way. Listen to my last episode on the World War II story and the sabotage of the Nazis um, by a French factory for more context on that. Anyway, back to um, back to the conversation here. So our circle of competence, that skill set or set of skills we get really good at, can also be the beginning of an economic moat that we can build around our business to drive higher profitability. So the core of this teaching is figure out what you're good at, why clients are hiring you, and really understand that. And keep cranking away at that and understand that while you may be great at home building, you probably aren't that great at fill in the blank, the drunk idea that you had that you were sure was going to change the world. So you stick to what you're good at. You understand the bounds of your knowledge and you try to dominate within that circle of competence. And look, I've been no saint at all on this topic of staying in my circle of competence. I've violated this concept so many times. It's embarrassing, frankly. If Charlie Munger actually knew me personally, he would have just murdered me by now. I'm a serial offender, but I know that weakness of myself and I'm getting better at it. And I can say that almost exclusively all my wins have come while I'm operating inside my circle of competence, while my biggest failures have come from outside of that. And if you're ahead of me and asking the very appropriate question, well, how can I grow if I just stay put in my circle of competence? Here's what I found. When you keep chipping away at what you're good at, that circle naturally expands. It's just like a universal law. And with it comes opportunities you probably can't even see at present. When I first started building homes 15 years ago, building $400,000 homes in Austin, maybe one to $2 million a year in total company revenue, 
I had no idea I'd eventually be building $7 million homes and knocking on the door of $100 million a year of, of revenue. That concept didn't even remotely pass through my mind at the moment. I had no idea that I'd have this podcast. I had no idea that I'd have the opportunity to vertically integrate and expand our business to bring certain trades in-house or create affiliate companies, which we're doing at the moment. So the point is, if you keep getting better at what you're good at, growth will never be your limiting factor. Okay, I'm going to cap it there for today's episode. We'll pick up next episode with more of the teachings from the great Charlie Munger. Y'all be well and thanks for listening.